from KXAN News. Live look this morning over Gaza City. It is 1230 in the afternoon there and you can see the smoke rising after military strikes continue there. This is live happening right now. The war erupting between Israel and Hamas militants. Thanks for joining us. I'm Tom Miller. I'm Sally Hernandez. President Biden plans to speak on the attacks in Israel this afternoon. He's going to do that 12 o'clock hour time. Israel ordered a full siege of Gaza yesterday, pounding the area with airstrikes after that surprise attack by Hamas out of Gaza. New this morning, we know Israel's defense forces say that they found the bodies of roughly 1,500 Hamas militants inside the state of Israel. The IDF said 124 Israeli soldiers have been killed since the attacks on Saturday. Overnight, Israeli says that fighter jets struck more than 200 targets. It also says it's retaken full control of the border with Gaza. Hamas hostages have been taken. It's now threatening that every hour Hamas says the hostages that it has taken will kill one Israeli hostage for every civilian house bombed without warning. The United Nations sounding the alarm over the humanitarian crisis, saying more than 180,000 have been displaced across the Gaza Strip. NBC News' Richard Engel reports that the Israel Defense Forces have gathered 3,000 troops ahead of what many are expecting to be a ground operation into the densely populated coastal enclave. Israel says the goal now is to destroy Hamas, to get rid of the regime that controls the Gaza Strip. But how do you carry out regime change in an area where Hamas is dug in, the Gaza Strip is fortified, and Hamas is holding dozens, perhaps more than 100 hostages, including, very likely it seems, Americans. Hamas also says now, if the Israeli attacks against Gaza continue, they will start executing the hostages. Of a full story coming up on the Today Show. Thank you, Richard. Here in Texas, this is a live look at the state capitol. And if you look closely, you can see where Governor Abbott has ordered the Texas flags to be lowered to half staff, honoring those who've been killed. Let's take a live look at the White House this morning, draped in the colors of the flag of Israel as it stands with the state of Israel. We have more of this continuing coverage for you throughout the morning right here on KXAN News Today. First warning weather with meteorologist Kristen Curry. Good morning. We'll start with a live look outside, taking you out to Gillespie County. This is our Barron's Creek Vineyard camera there. Hard to tell, but we got some cloud cover out there. In fact, more clouds this morning compared to what we saw yesterday, and those won't go away. We're expecting more clouds and sunshine throughout your Tuesday. Hill Country temperatures, a little warmer than what we had yesterday. 66 in Cherokee. We're still sitting in the 70s in Kingsland. Remember yesterday, this map had 50s all over it, but it is a, I would say, noticeable warm-up to start the day. 66 in Pflugerville, Manor sitting at 65. Good morning, Dripping Spring, 66 as you guys are getting your day started. Out in our eastern counties, we've got most of the area in the 60s, 65. Smithville, same thing as we get into Cedar Creek, Elgin, and Dale, 66 for our friends down in Lockhart. It's not going to be nearly as warm as what we had yesterday, but still comfortable as we warm well into the 70s. Forecast high is going to get closer to about 79 this afternoon, but that's going to come with cloudy skies, and it's also going to come with some passing rain showers. So we'll talk hour by hour in your planner when to expect some of these showers. I'm going to tell you right now, not everybody's going to get it. And soaking rain will be very hard to come by. But hey, a little bit counts. And we'll talk about what we could potentially see in the rain gauge by the end of the day. And a cold front on the way, meaning cooler temperatures.
temperatures and our future. We'll talk more about it in your first morning forecast. Okay, thank you, Kristen. The ongoing lawsuit related to the Texas Education Agency's decision to change how the state grades schools, taking a major step forward as that hearing begins today. Multiple school districts, including Del Valley ISD and Pflugerville ISD, are suing the education commissioner, saying that they should have had more notice before those new metrics were even applied. The districts are asking a judge to temporarily stop the state from issuing ratings based on the new methods. The lawsuit against Education Commissioner Mike Morath alleges the changes will arbitrarily lower performance ratings, even if their performance improved. The results of the new rating systems were set to be released back in September, but the TEA announced that it would delay the release. It wants more time to go over some of the information. Special legislative session continues today in Texas, and one topic that's drawing a lot of attention is whether the state should let parents use public funds to pay for private education. Capital correspondent Ryan Chandler shows us what's at stake. Well, lawmakers are together again in Austin, but their leaders are as far away from each other as they have ever been. New divisions within the Republican Party threaten to complicate major policy decisions that could transform Texas public education with teacher pay hanging in the balance. Lawmakers return with their eyes on education. Every single one of us wants to give the teachers pay raise. We all know they deserve it. Billions of dollars on the line for both public education funding and private education savings accounts. Two opposing ideas that have driven a wedge through the Capitol. No vouchers, no deals. Pretty simple. Democrats standing united against the governor's plan for subsidizing private education with state money. That issue sparked the governor's call for this third special session after House Democrats and dozens of Republicans have blocked it so far. We have won every round with a bipartisan coalition and we intend to keep fighting. The Senate out first with their bill. Senator Brandon Creighton proposing a $5.2 billion package for public school funding, including a minimum $3,000 raise for every teacher. This year, the same senator passed another $5 billion bill, all going to education savings accounts. Both chambers are confident both measures will pass. Their final form still subject to heated debate in the days ahead. There'll be enough votes to, to pass, yes. What it looks like, I can't tell you because we haven't seen it yet. I know he's still meeting with people and negotiating. Still early. Still, still early. early. Day one. Um, the House is now out until Thursday morning as leaders continue to try and find compromise as the relationship between both chambers continues to wither. At the Texas Capitol, I'm Ryan Chandler. Thank you, Ryan. The special session marks the second time Governor Abbott has called at least three special sessions between the regular ones. Governor Bill Clements holds the record of six from the summer of 89 to the summer of 90. Governor Ann Richards calling for four back in 1991. And Governor Rick Perry called four from the summer of 03 to the spring of 2004. The last day to register to vote is today if you want your voice to be heard in the November election. And what you should know if you happen to be driving this weekend during the big event in the sky, a warning to keep in mind for the upcoming eclipse. Good morning, this is a live look from Gaza City where you can see smoke is rising as the city finds itself under constant barrage of attacks coming in via the form of rockets from Israel right now. And we're getting these updates minute by minute from NBC News and throughout this morning, we're gonna be providing those to you. 
The Israel Defense Forces saying 50 families of those kidnapped by Hamas have now been notified about what's happened. There's also been more than 4,500 rockets fired out of Gaza, the military saying in its latest release to the media. It's operational update saying that 1,352 targets have been struck in the ongoing assault on Gaza. So we are seeing that going both ways this morning as this war continues now into its fourth day. Today's the last day to register to vote in the November election here in Texas. There are 14 proposed constitutional amendments on the ballot. One of those corresponds to the deal struck by state lawmakers to lower your property taxes in Texas. Full breakdown on our website, kxan.com. And then another day you need to remember is the first day of early voting, and that is October 23rd. A shakeup in the Republican presidential race this morning. Will Hurd announcing he is suspending his campaign. The former Texas representative released a statement last night, and in it he endorsed former U.S. Ambassador Nikki Haley. He says it's time for the field to coalesce around one candidate in order to, in his words, defeat both Donald Trump and President Biden. Hurd's campaign established a hardline anti-Trump position from the very get-go. Still ahead, we're looking at the injuries from those heading to the Austin City Limits Music Festival on scooters. The calm before the next musical storm at Zilker Park. You are looking at a live video right now, the feed coming into our newsroom. This is from Israel. You can see that some of the reservists, hundreds of reservists have been parked with their tanks on the side and some of the military looking and seeing what exactly wow. can they gather from this viewpoint. If you're listening to us on our podcast, I can tell you that there are military members who are dressed with their rifles and they are looking and they are trying to surveil exactly what Hamas may be doing as Hamas is saying, and there is our picture that goes dark for us um, because it is a very fluid situation. But the the very tricky part now is that Hamas is saying that for every time Israel strikes its land, it will sacrifice one of its hostages. Yeah, and this is a situation that is unfolding minute by minute. We are getting these updates from NBC News. We're getting those live pictures. They're cutting in and out as this war continues. We'll provide those updates as they become available to us. We also want to cover your local news, though, and when Austin has these big weekends like we saw last weekend, like this upcoming weekend with Austin City Limits, EMS says they're seeing a lot more calls. And this includes some of the scooter injuries. Nabil Ramanda has that story. Love them. Scooters have been the way to go. Or hate them. I'm not a big fan. I think they're very dangerous. Scooters are a popular way to get around town, especially during ACL. Jackie Amato is in town for the festival. Uber is very expensive, so the scooters have really been coming in and really helping us get around a lot quicker. Joe Hernandez has used scooters in the past. They're convenient when you need them and when you're using it when you're using them safely, but uh, they can also be dangerous. Last October, Austin Travis County EMS responded to 23 scooter-related incidents. Just over a week into this October, there have been six. But in September, there were 23 as well. 
Injuries range from minor cuts and bruises. And they can go all the way up to life-threatening and even fatal. We've had several um, scooter collisions that resulted in fatalities. Daniela Cheney knows firsthand about scooter accidents. I've busted my whole mouth before, hit my face, had tons of bruises. EMS says they've seen pedestrians versus scooters, cars versus scooters. And we've seen scooter collisions that are just involving the scooter or scooter versus scooter. When more people visit Austin, EMS says that's when they see more calls overall. And if you've been drinking, don't hop on a scooter. It's just as illegal to ride a scooter after you've been drinking as it is to drive a car. Nabil Ramadna, KXAN News. Now, Austin currently has about 10,000 scooters around town, so something, of course, to be watching out for if you're headed out for weekend two of ACL, which starts on Friday. And like ACL weekend one, the weather should be better, if not the same. As ACL. Yeah, yeah, I think we're getting lucky, folks, like, which means like next year, forget it. But this year looks really good. I know, I, I'm, I've been like stunned just watching. I mean, I just it was so bad for so long and yeah. then it was like okay it's ACL <laughs> let's get perfect exactly yeah it's like we haven't forgotten mother nature <laughs> but we'll take what you're giving us right now tracking some rain down in South Texas here this is where I expect most of the heavy rain to be today but you know what we're gonna get a little piece of that the clouds already stretching over Central Texas as far as the numbers go yeah it is a little warmer than what we had yesterday 67 is currently what we're feeling here here in Austin. Remember yesterday we woke up to the 50s. So with that cloud blanket on top of us, we expect warmer mornings. And with the clouds kind of blocking out some of the sunshine, we expect cooler afternoons. 75 by noon, 79 the forecast high. For perspective, we hit 85 yesterday. You can see those rain chances starting low at about 10% but climbing up to about 30%. Where is this moisture coming from? The tropics. Hurricane Lydia out in the eastern Pacific and Max, which was a tropical storm yesterday, didn't last that long. Already just remnants here over Mexico as it gets chewed up by the land. And this disturbance even in the Gulf with a 20% chance of further development. Most of our models don't have this becoming anything too strong. And it likely takes the bulk of that moisture to our northeast, or excuse me, to the northeast, which would be east of us. But you know what? We'll take what we can get. And for today, that's going to be some scattered passing showers. You'll notice through the day, the clouds hold steady. By 2, 3 o'clock, here comes some of that rain. I'm not expecting it to be widespread. I think this model's overdoing the coverage a bit. But a good 30 to 40% chance of seeing those scattered showers over the area is certainly something we can look forward to through the overnight and into tomorrow morning. By around midday tomorrow, all of that tropical moisture leaves us. We're going to be left with some clearer skies towards the back end of your Wednesday. How much rain could we see? I'm expecting for the majority of us up to about a quarter of an inch, but there will be pockets of a half inch of rain that we can look forward to by the end of the day today. Again, not expecting a whole lot of this to linger into tomorrow. Mix of sun and clouds by Thursday, but look at the temperature warm up here. That comes ahead of this front expected to move in on Friday. This will leave us cooler for the weekend. Low 80s on Saturday. Beautiful weather for the annular solar eclipse viewing midday. And then last day of ACL weekend to on Sunday, high of 79. Thank you, Chris. And we want to have an update to a story that KXAN first brought you last month. The state notified a medic that he lost his license after an autopsy found a Pflugerville man died due to the care he received. We told you how Travis County Emergency Services District 2 aired concerns about the city hiring Allegiance Mobile Health. 
An autopsy report obtained by KXAN showed how back in January, the primary paramedic did not ensure the man's airway was cleared before transporting him to the hospital. That patient later died. The autopsy report citing his cause of death as improper emergency medical therapy resulting in death. In a newly received document, the Health and Human Services Commission notified that medic in mid-September, his EMT paramedic certification has been revoked. He is allowed to appeal. Let's back, get back to our coverage of the war between Hamas and Israel because we continue to hear of central Texans who have family or friends among those wounded in Israel. And KXN's Grace Reader is learning how a violent history could explain the present day gruesomeness of war. And she spoke to a nationally recognized expert in the psychology of terrorism and hostage negotiation about her experience in Israel and what could happen next. Another colleague of mine said that terrorists dragged her neighbor and children from their home. Americans with ties to Israel worried about the people they know in the region who are now part of a conflict a professor of history and public affairs at UT describes as the most serious in the region in five decades. Hamas, a terrorist organization that governs Gaza, unexpectedly attacked Israel over the weekend. Everyone has seen the videos of families whose children were at the concert or somewhere else and have been kidnapped and killed. Um, and the terrorists in Gaza Gaza have proven they're capable of entering and exiting Israeli society. Imagine if that were the case in the U.S. Imagine it, it not just one day's 9-11, repeat it. Monday, Hamas threatened to kill hostages and broadcast those executions. We talked to a national expert in the psychology of terrorism and hostage negotiation with experience in Israel. The single greatest indicator of future behavior is past. So past violence increases the risk of future violence. So I think there is considerable cause Concern. That expert walked KXAN through negotiation red flags and says right now there are a lot of them. And I would strongly suspect that meanwhile the authorities and the IDF, the Israeli Defense Force, are pursuing tactical options. Another unknown, the extent of Iran's involvement in the future, something this professor says would have profound impacts. Israel and Iran are two major powerful armies in the world. Uh, and the United States would have a hard time staying out of that war. So this is very dangerous for all of us. Grace Reader, KXAN News. The professor goes on to explain why the United States is so closely tied to Israel. He says Israel has been our most reliable ally in the Middle East in ideology and in fighting terrorism in the region. He says the U.S. has strong religious connections, both from the Jewish community and Christians. And because of the economic connection the United States has to Israel, not just in oil, but in fields like tech too. Back to those live pictures that we've been getting into our newsroom from multiple angles. This is back in Gaza City where we see some smoke still rising. There have been airstrike after airstrike hitting this city. And a new update just in, Hamas issuing a call for a mobilization this morning as the group is showing that it does not want to lay down its arms anytime soon despite the threat of an imminent ground operation into Gaza by Israel. The militia group saying that it is calling for fighters uh, in the Arab and Islamic world and the free people of the world. That's a quote from it asking them to join in its struggle, saying that it is mobilizing and will continue to do so through Friday. Many continue to await the arrival of family members returning home 
after fleeing from that war. Others are saying goodbye to loved ones leaving to join the fight in Israel. Celine Mimon shedding tears and waving as she caught one last glimpse of her 20-year-old brother. I'm heartbroken and I'm so scared for him and everybody in Israel. And I'm just praying. All we can do is pray. I mean, you've seen what's going on there. It's sad. It's scary. It's nobody's safe right now. And, you know, he wants to be there to support everybody. We want to be there too, but it's terrifying. It's dangerous. I'm just worried for him, but I'm proud of him. She and her siblings were born in the U.S. but have dual citizenship through their parents. Three of the four siblings have served in the Israeli military. Amemon said her brother is currently enlisted and had been on leave visiting family in California. Now he's heading straight back to Israel to fight in the war. Here in Texas, Governor Greg Abbott condemning the acts against Israel and vowing for public safety measures for Israeli and Jewish locations all across Texas. Yesterday he announced an additional four million dollars to the public safety office and then that money is going to help to provide extra security to 31 Jewish organizations like synagogues and schools in Texas. Last night, the governor, city, and state leaders attended the We Stand with Israel rally. The Israeli-American Council Austin chapter and other members of the Jewish community organized the rally rally and show of solidarity. And one of the attendees talking about his grandfather who was killed in this weekend's attack. He was a very inspiring person, full of kind of love and peace. Two days ago, Rami, my grandfather, was murdered. That young man you just heard from uh, moved to Austin from Israel as part of a year of service program. And he recently graduated from high school. Shalom, Austin and Jewish institutions of greater Austin partnered with the Israeli American Council for that rally. For those listening in on the KXAN Today podcast, thanks for being with us. Here's what we're tracking at 5 on KXAN Today. As driverless cars continue popping up throughout Austin, how you can stay safe while sharing the road with them.